a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. All right, this week on The Million Dollar Plan, uh, jokes are back on, just so you know. Last week, took a week off of jokes. It was very hard. I recovered for the last 168 hours. Uh, but not only are we doing jokes this week, but we're also going through the four stages of your financial life. If you're watching right now on PeteThePlanner.tv, I'm doing a product placement. That's right, I'm holding up the four uh, stages of your financial life workbook, and we're going to be working through uh, this workbook the entire episode today. If you want to learn more, go to PeteThePlanner.com. If you want one of these swell workbooks, go to, uh, where do we go? Shop.PeteThePlanner.com. Shop.PeteThePlanner.com. And, in, in, and if you're watching on PeteThePlanner.tv, I'm also shucking my jacket right now because it's so hot in my studio that I can barely deal with it. So uh, anyway, here's what we're doing today. There are 15 things in your financial life you need to do over the course of your financial life. 15, one, five. Here's the issue. You've got to get them all done. You've got from your uh, the beginning of your adult life financially, which is 18 to 22 years old for most people, until the time you retire, 67-ish, to get these 15 things done. Where you are in your life is, is important, like wh- where you are. So we're going to self-evaluate today. In each of our segments today, we're going to talk about one of the different stages. The first, oh, by the way, the stages are surviving, driving, arriving, and thriving, surviving, driving, arriving, and thriving. So uh, I do have a budding hip-hop career if this money thing does not work out because those rhyme. Uh, So we're going to start with surviving. What does it mean to be merely surviving in your financial life? If you want sort of anecdotal evidence, let's go this direction. If a $1,000 unexpected expense came up, how bad does it hurt you? If you say, man, it would crush me, well, clearly you're, you're just surviving. Maybe not surviving. You're barely surviving. But there are four uh, tasks I need you to complete uh, for me to consider you to not be merely surviving, right? Because surviving is one of those funny things. You, you want to be surviving, but you don't want to be merely surviving. You want to be, to be doing better than merely surviving. So let's go through the four things. The first is credit card debt free. Now, this, I think as we go through these, this is the hardest one to accomplish, right? Credit card debt free. It means that if you've got a store credit card with a small balance on it, sorry, you're merely surviving. Uh, This means if for some reason you're one of those people that puts all your expenses on a credit card and then pays it off at the end of uh, each month, but you tripped up along the way and something got weird, so now you have a balance, then you're merely surviving. You know, that's what ends up happening with those folks. And I, and, I, and I end up arguing with them quite a bit. Of um, There's a big spider coming down. I don't know if you can see it in the studio. There's a giant spider coming down from my ceiling, and I am officially terrified. Nicole, can you see that on camera? No, I can't see it. Do oh, my Lord. Uh, I don't want to f- kill it because I don't need PETA up no. my back, but that is terrifying. I, I do need to probably swat it here. We're swatting it live on the... No! Oh! oh, it's swinging at me. Okay. <laughs> It does have a family. I don't know if you've ever been in the midst of a radio slash television program and had a spider crawl down uh, at you, but that's just what happened live here on the show. Anyway, sometimes with the credit card debt people, what they end up doing is they say, look, 
I want to make it easy. I want to build points. I want to build my credit score. So I'm going to put all my expenses on my credit card and then write one big check at the end of the month or make one big payment at the end of the month uh, to, to pay off the, the debt. And if I do that, then I can earn some gift cards and all those sorts of things uh, via credit card points. But the issue is if you, if you do that and you don't have adequate savings and an emergency happens, what happens to that 30 days worth of spending is it becomes debt for you, uh, ongoing perpetual debt. So that's why I don't like that method. I don't like that method for that reason. I don't like it because it actually induces more spending. That's right. It induces more spending. You'll spend about 20% more money if you use your debit, or pardon me, if you use your credit card as your primary purchase tool, as opposed to your debit card or cash. If you use cash as your primary spending tool, um, you actually spend a tremendous uh, amount less uh, if you use uh, cash as your tool. So credit card debt free is checkbox number one. If you've got that done, check it. If you do not, well, here's what we know you're merely surviving. Next on the list, one month worth of household expenses saved. That's different for, for all of us, right? Uh, your income, let's say it's $4,000 uh, household income a month, but you only need 35, uh, 35, oh, we just had a light go out. This is going well today. We, this is going well. We've had a spider try to kill me. We've had a studio light go out uh, five minutes into the segment. Yet I'm still keeping my train of thought. The person that does not like uh, superfluous things happening on this show that emails me from time to time, they're going to hate this episode of The Million Dollar Plan. Anyway, one month worth of household expenses saved. If you uh, make $4,000 a month, okay, $4,000 a month, but you only spend $3,600 a month, then you need $3,600 in your savings account to satisfy this requirement. Now, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, let's just be honest, what that means is, uh, in a negative sense, that you spend every dime of what you earn in that given month. So if you, in our example, uh, earned $4,000, and you would spend $4,000, and you would need $4,000 set aside in an emergency fund. You know, I, yeah, I'm going to take back what I said. I said the credit card debt free. Well, it just depends. I said the credit card debt free is the hardest thing to do, but I think it might actually be one month worth of household expenses saved as the hardest thing to do. Um, you know, it, it, it's your starter emergency fund. It actually prevents you from going deeper into debt. Or and so maybe they're just one uh, one A and one B. Right? So those are the first two things. If you've got them uh, done, check them off and we can move on with your life. If not, that's where you start. Right? I would rather you get out of credit card debt uh, first prior to having one month worth of household expenses saved. Maybe have a thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks set aside while you try to pay down the credit card debt. Once that's satisfied, then go ahead and uh, uh, bulk up that savings to that one month worth of household expenses saved number. Next on the list, item number three in the surviving stage of your financial life is life insurance purchased up to 10 times your income, specifically if you have a family that is dependent on you or you have survivors, not like obituary survivors where it's like, uh, he's the brother-in-law of so-and-so. Your brother-in-law doesn't depend on you financially. We're talking about your significant other, children, maybe elderly parents that live with you. So uh, there's another way to think about this. Um, maybe you don't need 10, term, 10 times your income and life insurance based on what you've got going on in your life. Fine. Do you have the right amount of life insurance? Okay, so that's really the barrier to entry. Do you have the right amount 
of life insurance. If you do check the box. Now you have to be honest with yourself because a lot of people are like, I got plenty of life insurance. You probably don't. I find most people not only are ill prepared for retirement and emergencies and daily life, but they also don't have enough life insurance. We talked about life insurance all last week. So hopefully some of you made some changes. I know, I know actually a couple of you did because I, I got your emails. Finally, the fourth barrier uh, to jump over, to be out of the merely surviving stage of your financial life is to have a household budget maintained on a regular basis. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, yeah, I, I, I got that done. No, you don't. A regular basis. That means every quarter, every month, whatever Whatever you do on a regular basis, uh, uh, your budget needs to be con- uh, part of that, right? You need to make sure that you uh, plan what you'd like to spend and then match up with that with what you actually spend. See, I consider that to be part of the budgeting process. You say, I'd like to spend $600 a, a month at the grocery store, and I spent $932 a month at the grocery store. Now, that difference there is a problem, and until you're able to maintain uh, a level in which you're hitting your goal, then you're not really budgeting on a regular basis, right? I, I like that people are going to be shocked by those grocery numbers I just gave. It's funny as you grow, uh, as your family grows, how, how much your grocery bill changes. I remember at one point in time, Mrs. Planner and I legit could get away at like 250 bucks a month, maybe 300 a month uh, for groceries before we had kids. Now, no chance. The kids eat like horses, and they're small, small horses, sort of like the Shetland ponies of children. Man, that one listener is not going to like that joke. She's really not. Oh, look, oh, I got a place for her email, though. All right, so that's the first four things. Can you check them all off? If you can, then uh, in the next segment, we're going to head towards the driving stage of your financial life. We've just dealt with the surviving stage of your financial life. Here are the four things you need to have done. Number one credit card debt free. Number two, one month worth of household expenses saved. Number three, the proper amount of life insurance. And finally, number four, household budget maintained on a regular basis. As we head into break, head on over to shop.petetheplanner.com. Grab your workbook. You can work many of these things we're talking about right in your workbook, including maintaining a budget on a regular basis basis. Man, that is some serious product placement. Coming up after the break, the driving stage right here on the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Stop what you're doing and hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflage by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Back on the million dollar plan, I am Pete the Planner. During the break, I turned the studio light back on. Did not find the spider though. <laughs> oh man. Let's see if he comes back. Yeah, if you missed the first segment, uh, studio light went out and a spider tried to kill me. Dealing with the four financial stages of your financial life today, segment one, we dealt with surviving. Are you just merely surviving? I believe there to be 15 things you need to accomplish in your financial life over the course of your adult life, your earning years, 22, 18 to 22, to 67-ish. And if you accomplish those 15 things along the way, 
and maintain that accomplishment, you're good to go. You got nothing to worry about. So we hit the first one, the first segment. Now segment two, the driving stage of your financial life. If you want to go to PeteThePlanner.com or shop.PeteThePlanner.com, you can get a copy of this workbook that I'm working through today, the four stages of your financial life. And yeah, I am shilling product. Got to pay the light bill, clearly, because some studio lights are going out. How do you like that joke, emailers? All right, so driving... Uh, driving stage of your financial life. If uh, your goal is to listen to these things, to, to make mental note, can I check off this box? Box number one, three months worth of household expenses saved. All right. This is where we get into the idea of an emergency fund. Uh, in the first uh, section, where we dealt with the surviving stage of your financial life, we said one month worth of household expenses saved. And that is to suggest you had sort of a junior, a mini uh, uh, emergency fund. Uh, a vice emergency fund. I don't know what we're going to call it, but it's not a full emergency fund, but this is, begins to be at three months. Financial experts, they don't argue with, about this, but they certainly disagree with it. Some people need three months. Some people think you need six months. Some people think you need two years. I think you need three months, right? I think you need three months, then clean up the rest of your debt, and then get more aggressive about savings and investing. So three months worth of household expenses saved. Check that box if it applies. If it does not apply, get after it. Box number two, student loan debt free. If you're student loan debt free, check the box. If you are not, leave the box unchecked until you pay off your student loans. It is very easy to let your student loans consume a quarter of your life. Not only while you're in school, but you can pay off your student loans over a 25-year period. It's a very common and popular payback period. No, thank you. 10 years or less is the goal. 10 years less. If they come at you like, well, it's all right. You can do income-based repayment. Touch their, put your finger out and shush their lips. Touch, the, shh. You don't want to do income-based repayment. And well, the bank says, the student loan. Okay. You don't want to do income-based repayment. You will never get out of debt. Ever get out of debt. So what it means is, if your income is a little lower than you want it to be, it means until you're out of debt, you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit. I know this is condescending. I'm not even going to try to pretend it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just honesty. At some point, can condescension and honesty, there's probably a line between them. I'm just being honest. Uh, please try to pay off your student loans within 10 years. The perfect plan for me is someone graduates at 22, they're out by 30. Then they're their, their financial life can begin at 30. Now, meanwhile, they're saving for retirement, all those sorts of things. But if you're out of student loan debt by 30, you're good to go. Don't be like President Obama in this regard. He had student loan debt just prior to uh, winning the presidency, which just pros, uh, proves what a, what a huge issue student loans are in this country. Next up on the list, will or trust documentation completed. All right. So I'm not an attorney. You know this because, well, I'm fun to talk to. Uh, no, uh, you need a will or trust. You just do. And this isn't even really about your money. So Mrs. Planner and I, we've been married for going to be 17 years this summer. She loves every minute of it. I think. I think. Uh, 17 years. If, if something happens to both of us at the same time, our concern is not our money. Our concern is what happens to our children. Who, who is going to raise them? It's not fun to think about, but it's a practical thing to think about. So our will and trust situation, our documentation, our final documents, I don't know what they're called. They're all based on the kids. Now, whether you have kids or not, you still have final wishes. You have um, health wishes that you want carried through in the event that you have a health concern. 
a near end of life health concern. I, I, I would not, I mean, think about this. You live your entire life. You can't control much, but you do have your wishes, right? You, you, you hope that things are done a certain way for your kids and with the stuff you own and with your money. And you can just, to some degree, guarantee that with a documentation, with a will or a trust. Uh, some people feel that it's adequate to do that on like a legalzoom.com. Others would rather go to an actual attorney uh, who is uh, in person, which going to cost you a little bit more. I chose that particular path because frankly, I don't want to leave everything I've ever worked for and cared about to an internet document. Uh, so uh, we, we went to an actual attorney and I encourage you to do the same. It can cost as little as a couple hundred bucks up to a few thousand dollars, depending on how complicated your situation is. But if you have kids, if you have children and you don't have a will or a trust or both set up, that's a problem for me, right? That, that's the tough part is like when you're, when you're a parent, you're just doing the best you can, but on some level, not taking care of your affairs, your, your final affairs uh, in the right way. That's a problem if you don't do that. Um, now, your parents could yell at you about this, or I could be sent here to yell at you about this. And so I'm yelling at you about this. Get this taken care of. If you need to do LegalZoom, do LegalZoom. I, I, I don't want to say I don't care. I kind of care. I didn't do LegalZoom. Now, you can view that two ways. You can view that as, well, I know what I'm doing. That's uh, arguable. Uh, number two, you could say, well, I have the, the money to pay for an actual attorney. That is true. Uh, but you need to make a good decision, whether it's a legal Zoom or, or a, a, a real person attorney who charges you too much. Go and do that. Why? I just can't imagine leaving all of those things up in the air at my eventual demise. Like it turns out uh, there's not a good end to this story here. <laughs> I'm going to be dead at some point. I, 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 it's not fun. Sorry to do this to you today. I, it's coming. So I might as well plan for that. That's what that's the whole point of final documentation. I got to stop talking about this. I'm going to go crazy. And finally, and this maybe should be at the top of the list, retirement account contributions being made up to the match. That should be done all along. Your retirement account contribution should always be done at least up to the match. Now, if you've ever uh, paid attention to this program before, you know that we feel that just hitting the match is a really bad idea and that just hitting the match uh, will lead to nothing other than hitting the match. You'll have some money, but not enough to retire unless, you know, we, we have this one client that if you put in 5% of your income, the employer would put in 10%. So 15% of the income was going towards retirement every year. Yeah. If that person works their entire life, they will have a wildly successful retirement. Uh, but if your employer matches like 50% on the first 6%, which is actually 3%, that means you put in 6%, they put in 3% for a total of 9%, and that equals nothing. And you hear that like, well, no, I have some money. You don't have enough. The math does not work. If you put 9% of your income away, your entire rear, uh, career, part of your career, the end result is still a failed retirement outcome. This isn't fun to hear. Like right now, as you listen to this, or if you watch on PeteThePlanner.tv, as you're doing this right now, if you're not putting in 12 to 14% and you're in your 20s, you, you are destined to a failed retirement outcome. It's just going to happen. 
If you're in your 30s or 40s or 50s and you're not putting in 12 to 14%, I don't even know what to tell you. It's virtually guaranteed. I don't care how much you have set aside for retirement. I don't care how much money you make. You know, we got a guy um, commenting on the blog this week about power percentage. I actually sort of want to make an entire episode out about it if he emails me back. He said, hey, I make $210,000 a year. I save 50 some thousand dollars a year of that 210,000, but my power percentage is only 25%. How can you tell me that that's bad? Well, I'll prove it to you why that's bad if you get back to me. Look, I'm not, I'm not out to just prove people wrong, but I am here to give you the, the hard, honest truth. If, if you still are too dependent on your income, no matter what your income levels are, you're in trouble. Look, I've dealt with people who make millions of dollars a year throughout their entire career and are a financial disaster because they're too dependent on too much income. So, hey, fella, I remember what your name was. Let's go with Jacob. Probably wasn't Jacob. Uh, so that's the uh, driving stage of your financial life. If you can check off all four of those boxes, then you are not in the driving stage. You are something beyond that, maybe arriving or thriving. So, uh, so far, the driving stage, again, three months worth of household expenses saved, student loan debt free, will or trust documentation completed, and retirement account contributions being made up to the match. Now, if you're following along at home or you've got your handy four financial stages guide available at shop.petetheplanner.com, sorry about that, um, what you're going to notice is you're going to have some boxes checked probably in three of the four financial stages. And you're thinking, well, what stage am I in then? You're in the first stage from the bottom in which there is not a box checked, right? So if you've got some, all of them checked in the surviving stage, a few checked in the driving stage, a few checked in the arriving stage, since you don't have them all checked in the driving stage, that's the one you're in. Yes, it is a little bit confusing. Coming up after the break, hopefully no more spiders, no more electrical situations in the studio, and I'll, maybe a few more jokes. That's what we'll do next on The Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher, ATFU, Naptown, yeah. Cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards. Old soul playing on my speakers. Old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me Gary Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there. Ain't I won't complain about a damn thing on this beat. Axe hand got it slapping. Glass house, keep it funky. Work to the jams, drums, clicking, clapping. All right, back on the million dollar plan. Talking the four financial stages of your life this week. Yeah, I am doing product placement here on PeteThePlanner.tv. What else am I going to do? Uh, go to shop.peteThePlanner.com and you can get this workbook. This workbook will not only allow you to check the boxes, it'll allow you to do some exercise in relation to the boxes. We're talking about the 15 things you need to do in your adult life to, uh, in order to, I don't know, succeed seems a little strong. 
Doesn't it seem a little strong if I'm like, in order to succeed, you need to do these 15 things. That's a little much. I'll just say this, like, you got to get some stuff done. You just, you got a little bit of a checklist and, and these are the things you need to get done. Now you'll get more stuff done. You'll buy some stuff and do some stuff. And, but these are the important things. These are the important things. Uh, and so now we're onto the arriving stage. We've already covered the surviving stage, the driving stage. Now we're at the arriving stage. And here's your warning. <clears throat> here's the warning. You will be in the arriving stage of your financial life for years, probably. Some people will be in this stage for decades. And that's okay. Now, if you don't like it, complete all the items and get into the thriving stage. But you will likely be in these stages, uh, this stage, the arriving stage, for a very long time. Let's begin uh, saving at least 20% of your take-home pay. Right? Do you see where I'm going with this? Saving 20% of your take-home pay. Uh, so think about this for a second. You've got... Uh, you've got a $5,000 a month take-home pay. If you were to save 20% of that, which is $1,000, then you can check the box. If your take-home pay is $20,000 a month and you wanna save 20% of that, that means you're saving $4,000 of your $20,000 income a month. Wow, uh, that you can check that box. If you are not, you don't get to check the box. Right? So if you, I'm not going to give you a bunch of examples of 20% of different numbers because that'd be a ludicrous radio in uh, television. But that's the point. You get it? And this is, this is in addition to retirement fund contributions. So what we're not saying is uh, your gross income. We're talking about your take-home pay, your net income that hits your checking account, saving 20% of it. Now, you can put it wherever the heck you want. It can go into your kid's college fund. It can go just into a regular savings account, which, you know, if you've already got a full emergency fund is a little wasteful. Uh, it can go toward uh, a Roth IRA or traditional IRA contribution. It can go towards a brokerage account or robo-advisor, online brokerage account, whatever. Okay. Next up, uh, max retirement account contributions being made. This is why this stage of your financial life takes so long. As it stands now, if you are 18 years old to, uh, let's say, 40 years old, make that 50 years old, you can put uh, $18,000 away into your retirement account, okay? So if you're 49 years old or younger is the better way to say it, you can put $18,000 a year into your retirement account. Until you do that consistently and you're under 50, you can't check that box. Now, if you're 50 or older, you can put $24,000 a year into your retirement account because you've got a $6,000 catch-up contribution, okay? So uh, 49 and under, it's 18,000 is the max as of right now here in 2017. Uh, and then 24,000 is the max if you're 50 or older. That's the goal every single year. And the tough part is, and this sounds a little bit brutal, I don't care what your income is. I just don't. If your income's 80,000 bucks, if your income's $40,000, if your income's 130,000, I'm not going to go keep going through random numbers again. Uh, that's the goal is 18 or $24,000. I'm thinking about my income right now. I'm 39 years old, which means I can put $18,000 away for retirement. I do. I can check this box. Let's say I'm actually the age of which I look 50 and I'm not putting $24,000 away. I'm still putting 18 away. I can't check that box. I don't know this to be true. But I got to think turning 50 is, is certainly monumental. 
But if, if you're someone who maxes out your 401k and you're 49 years old and you're putting 18,000 away, and then next year you're allowed to put another $6,000 away for retirement, another $500 a month, that's got to be pretty exciting, right? I would think so. Now, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, I don't, why, why would I want to do that? Well, then, you, then you, this is not broken through to you yet, right? The ability to uh, save money in a tax-advantaged way is a very good thing. And there was talk in the last couple of years, I know within this last budget cycle uh, and sort of tax policy cycle, that 401k contributions, the limits were going to go down. Right. Think about that for a second. We are in a retirement crisis in our country. Every day people retire and they're going to fail at retirement. They just don't know it right now. I think that the numbers 10,000 uh, baby boomers a day are retiring. Um, and it's usually about 10 years into retirement that those people figured out or figure out that they've made a horrendous, uh, irreversible mistake. I hope... I was a little sad. I should give a warning before I say things like that. But if, if we lower our contribution limits on the 401k, that problem gets worse, not better. Shouldn't we be solving the retirement crisis as opposed to uh, making it worse? So I'm excited to be 50 because uh, I'll, finally, I'll finally be the age of which I look. And I will be able to put $24,000 a year into my retirement account, assuming in the next 11 years, they don't change the limits. They haven't changed the limits that much recently. That's worth noting, right? It is worth noting that the limits have not gone up significantly. And, and I wish they would. Like, I wish it were 20000 for people 49 and under, and it were 30000 for for people 50 and older. For, for a couple reasons. One, we need the money to accumulate. Number two, we need people to live on less money. And the more they're putting towards the retirement account, the less they're living on, no matter what their wage is, which is going to lead to a successful retirement outcome. If there are no pensions, which if 10% of the private sector has a pension right now, 10%, which is the number, that means the way you're going to retire if you don't have a pension isn't that you're going to have a lot of money, Okay. Remember, the solution for retirement for you likely isn't to have a lot of money. The solution is to not need a lot of money. And, and I'll be honest with you. If, if 401k contribution limits stay as low as they are, the solution is going to have to be to not need a lot of money. Right? Mathematically, that is the truth. Now, if you're listening to this and you say, when I say uh, $18,000 is not a lot of money a year to put away for retirement, and you think, wouldn't that be nice? Guess what? You're not going to get through the arriving stage just yet. We got to get you to a point where you're consistently saving your race. Well, how do you get there? It's probably a pretty good question. <laughs> Let's say you're putting away 5% of your income, and I need you maxing it out at $18,000. You make $40,000 a year. You're saving 5%, which is $4,000. Is that right? Did I do that math wrong? I think I did it wrong. $40,000. Uh, I want you to... What did I, what I do, Nicole? I messed that up? I don't know. Listen, let's say you're putting away 5% of your $40,000 income, which is $2,000 a year. There's my math. $2,000. That means I want you to eventually save $16,000 more a year. The way you're going to get there is you're going to have pay increases and you're going to save those pay increases. If you don't save your pay increases, if you don't invest your say, uh, pay increases uh, consistently, what you'll end up doing is you'll just continue to save 5% of a little higher amount of money. I liked how that little math blip happened. It's always fun when you're broadcasting and you forget how to do 
math. And finally, the last item on the list, and this is sort of low-hanging fruit in the arriving section, uh, the arriving stage of your financial life, is to not have a car payment. I know. Some of you are like, woo, I got that checked off. Good. You know, this is, this is the weird thing, though. You'll see people who have, make a tremendous amount of money or pretty solid financially, but still have like a really high car payment. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I just, I, I don't view that to be a good decision financially. Now, if it's their vice and that's their vice, then, then, then fine. There's worse things they could be doing. Uh, but having a car payment stinks. It's awful. Uh, so I would check that box off if you can. So those are the three uh, stage, three boxes you need to check off in the arriving stage of your financial life. Number one, saving at least 20% of your take-home pay. Number two, maximum retirement account contributions being made based on your age. And number three, no car payment. Can you check all those boxes off? If you can, and you've checked off the surviving boxes and the driving boxes, then you are in the thriving stage of your financial life. And that's what we're doing after the break. The thriving stage of your financial life. Go to shop.pizzaplanner.com to get this workbook. I think it's like three bucks. I, I don't really know. Uh, needless to say, I will not be retiring on your purchase of this here workbook. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Million Dollar Plan. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I gotta do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Our last segment here in the Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner going through the four stages of your financial life. No bomb this week. No time for frivolity biggest waste of money of the week is not this book, this workbook that you can buy at uh, shop.peter. I don't even know my website. Just find it. Shop.peterplanner.com. Okay. Uh, the four stages of your financial life. We've been through surviving, driving, arriving. Now it is time to know what it takes to be thriving. The final rhyme, thriving. These are the four things you want to be checked off to sort of complete the journey of your financial life. It's not like when you check off all four of these boxes, then you die. <laughs> I think it's you check off these four boxes and then you can exhale. Because on some level, to some degree, you're, you're sort of uh, holding your breath, <laughs> crossing your fingers that everything continues to work out for you financially. I think once these four things are done, though, you're good to go. Number one, charitable giving plan in place. I'm going to give you a little bit of a soapbox pep talk here. I happen to think, and this is me, you can do whatever you want. This is for my life. The end all be all in my life is not to be financially secure. It's to make an impact, to have lived on this planet and to have mattered. Uh, what that means to me is to make the best use of my money in any way I see fit, 
and, and to, uh, to me further, that means to enhance people's lives with the use of my money. That's why I fund a scholarship at my high school for a first generation college student. To be the first person in your family to go to college can have a lasting impact on your family for generations to come. I, I want to be part of that, and that's why I funded a scholarship at my alma mater since uh, 2005, right? So a charitable giving plan in place is important to me. If this is not important to you, fine. It, it's not important to you. I'm not going to try to talk you into caring about your community and those around you. Number two, home paid off. Oh, <laughs> you better believe you better believe it's on the list. Home paid off. Uh, for me, right around age 50, my home will be paid off, and we are going to throw a party, and it's BYOB. Number three, uh, retirement plan in place and ready to pay out. Here's what that means. A, a retirement plan in place means that the right amount of money is there to fund the right amount of income indefinitely. You hear about people, I'm able to retire early. Oftentimes... It's, it's a guess, a bad guess as to, well, I could make it work now, but their retirement plan isn't really ready to support them for the rest of their life. They need to catch some breaks. Now, should you not retire early? Uh, do whatever you want. I, I'm just saying it's just math. If you have a lot of money, but not enough money to, to get security for decades of your life, I mean, technically you are making a mistake. Uh, do what you like though. And finally, the number four thing that needs to be checked off in the thriving stage of your financial life, no need for earned income, passive income pays the bills, right? No need for earned income, passive income pays the bill. That's all we have time for this week on the million dollar plan. Uh, learn more at PeteThePlanner.com and you get one of these guides for like three bucks or so at uh, shop.PeteThePlanner.com. Need some jokes mixed in there today. It was a good mix. So that's it. I'm reminding you, as always, I'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner, and this is the Million Dollar Plan. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money life, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning the flights. Consult eventual Divisor. Released from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET. Word to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations. I bring you love, trying greetings from a faraway land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, Tron can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound and travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, 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 
Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the sole controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings, uh, salutations. How you doing? And is that how y'all say it?